Do you think we need to take a couple of these lights out of here, by the way? Nah. Do you think there's too many? Do you think there's too many lights? No, it's fun. No, I know it's fun. My question is, do you think <laughs> yeah. I, do you think there's too many my lights? Qu- my my qualifier my- for the answer is, is it fun? And this is fun. All right. Fun check? Check. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? Waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest on earth. Welcome to Cobwebs and Phantoms, a podcast about magic, frights, and bumps in the night. On this episode, we're talking about what you get to pay to ride at Disneyland, Muppets Take Main Street, Disney's new movie about Disney and Disney, why Disneyland is better than Universal, at least this week. And in our main segment, it's the tale of dueling mansions on Disney+. Plus. Muppets Haunted Mansion versus 2003's Haunted Mansion starring Eddie Murphy. My name is Spectral Scott Storm, and with me is my brother on the mic, Aaron Aberration Robbins. Hey, 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 I changed my you intro did. while we were doing the nose. Mine was like Aaron Grave Robbins. It didn't... It didn't Grave Robbins. Uh, Grave Robbins. Oh, that's Yo, so see? good. I wish I had it changed so it good. Now. You changed it. Oh, I changed it to be an alliteration. I didn't want to not be Alliteration Brothers with you. That's all right. But like, yeah, like I'm Grave Robbins. Grave Robbins. And it's perfect for a Haunted Mansion episode. That's you my, might be the why smartest I wrote person it there. I know. And I messed it all up. Wait, wait. Welcome to episode 79. 70? Of the Bob Sleds oh. and Banthas, uh, Cobwebs and Cobwebs Phantoms. Cobwebs and Phantoms. Uh, Disneyland Podcast and Star Wars. And today, It takes I'm a break excited. for Halloween and does uh, spooky stuff does during Halloween. fun spooky stuff. It, Cobwebs and Phantoms, I love this uh, I love this motif that we do. Yeah. It's got me thinking about the holiday season and Ooh, Christmas. You got a Christmas idea? I feel Christmas like we may have to, I do have a Christmas idea. We'll save it for later. All right. It's slay, slay Bob's. Well, you don't want to slay Bob. It's, no, don't slay Bob. Okay. It's Bob He's Slays, fine. Bob Slades, and and uh, we'll work on it. Okay, we'll well, work it on feels it. like you already How was have your something. week? Really, uh, really okay. Yeah, yeah. Did a little uh, bouldering. We did a little bouldering this week. Ah, uh, did you really? Yeah, I haven't. I texted you a lot this week, and I didn't get a lot of responses. Well, we were out, out enjoying nature. And I demand responses. I know you do. I do. And uh, so I don't know. It was fun. What are you doing? Why aren't you answering me? What's Why aren't going you on? This? Where are you at right now? And are then you I okay? just like, and then I give you observations about life, yeah. hoping that one of them will, will stir up, will hook stir you, up a conversation. and you'll be like, oh, I got to respond to that. But you know what? You did a really good job stiff arming me all weekend long. I didn't mean to. I was out and about. Do you want to know you where were busy I really bouldering. was? I was bouldering. Yes, in uh, in the valley, and it was really fun. In Sacramento Valley? No, Yosemite Valley. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you know, I have a lot of history in Yosemite, and took the kids down there to do some bouldering. They're learning, they're learning the the rock craft in there, and I'm I not like as strong that. as I you, used you have to your be. own uh, crash pad. You bring your own crash. We pads don't have with you? crash pads. Yeah. We have you know shoes and chalk and all that, but yeah. we're not going up high, so we don't clip into anything. And I don't, you know, if, if there's a dangerous landing, we're not doing that nah, particular problem. I thought about my climbing gear this past weekend. Yeah, I was like. I got to get my climbing gear back out. Yeah, fun. What about you? I did some gardening. Okay. I, I, the, the front lawn we talked about is uh, is an abomination. Right. And uh, and so I tried to do a little work on that. Yeah. And we had a 13-year-old's birthday party. That's right. Not had, yours, though. Not mine, because I've turned 13. But we had about 13 13-year-olds over. And For your oldest? What? For my oldest. And so 13-year-old boy, 13 boys. Yeah, a slumber party. No, he didn't have a slumber party. He had a movie night. Okay. And you know what was great? 
It was all very evil. It was I very was, 13-y, 13 It's very Disneylandy. Very Disneylandy. Yeah. I was expecting, the thought was like, what are you going to watch for your movie? Yeah. And it was somewhere vacillating between Marvel and Star Wars. Like, we'll probably watch Black Widow again, or right. we'll do a Star Wars movie. Okay. They ended up picking a Mission it. Impossible film. Oh, wow. And I was like, that is a Weird great pull. pick. Yeah. It was a weird pull, but it was also like oddly perfect. I for thought you were going to say Charlie's Angels, and I was like, okay. They didn't watch it. Not even Full Throttle. Not wow. even Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Nice. They went uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, mm-hmm. and for a lot of them, that was their first Mission Impossible movie, which I think is a great first Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, right on. It's a great movie. Brad Bird directed, by the way. Yeah. Director did. of The Iron Giant and yeah. Tomorrowland and The Incredibles. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic great movie. Yeah. See you how you direct- tied it back into Disneyland? Yeah, you, you took it out and then you brought it back. Brought it you back. like That's went outside of the sea anemone and then you were back in the sea Because I'm a professional. I can tell. I can tell. I am. And uh, you're very being very professional on 79 where we're going to talk about the two Haunted Mansion movies. Yes. I don't know if they're both movies, but they're, they're two Haunted Mansion things you can watch on Disney+. Plus. Features. Features. They're two Haunted Mansion pretty features. pretty excited about that, but we've got a ton of news to get into. So before many news. Let's get in. Let's cackle in that news. Because there's so much to talk about. Cackalacka. Yeah. You could, you could cackalack that news in if you wanted. Take that out. I don't like that. No? I don't like what I just said. Who does that? Cackalacka? Yeah. No. It's Donkey from Shrek. Oh, and we're talking about Eddie Murphy this uh, this episode. You are so a it professional. Seems perfect. I am you a professional. Could, you couldn't be bad at this if you tried. <laughs> and I'm trying really You're hard. Trying, and it's still awesome. It's still awesome. Yeah. Cackle that news. <laughs> hey, Ron. Hey, what's up? We got lots of items to cover here. We're gonna get through these quickly. Okay, but let's here's do it. but here's the first one. Okay. Variety is reporting that Disney is making a movie about the creation of Disneyland. I did. I think. Let me ask you this. this, this I didn't a, ask you if you knew that. You just answered though. Oh, I did know that. Yeah. Did you know that? I think I put this news item in here. I don't think so. Oh, I added it again at the bottom. Disney movie about building Disneyland. <laughs> Look at that. Look, you're a pro. You couldn't be bad Wait, at this if you tried. I tried. <laughs> it's like it's like something that's just excellent at basketball. And it's like, okay, try to miss one. I you're can't. Like, I, can't. It goes, I, I wish I could. Every time. Folks, I wish I could be bad at this, but I can't. This is what I think. I think for our, most of our lives, we were afraid we were going to read this news headline that somebody's making a movie about making Disneyland. Yes. This is something I want to see. I'm deeply invested in and in the and you know like it's never going to live up to what you imagine it to I be. hope it can be because I I'll tell you the first experience I had with this was the Mary Poppins movie. Yes. Because I was like, all right, there's gonna be a little bit of Disney in here. We have Tom Hanks as well and they're and gonna they show, shot it in Disneyland. And yeah. And so I was like, this is as close as we're ever this is as close as we're ever gonna get. Maybe as close as we ever need to get. And I can just watch that part of that movie yeah. over and over again and kind of get that early vibe. I still have the tin box set, so I'm good. And then I saw this headline yesterday and or the what, day before saving saving Mr. Banks. Saving what'd you, Mr. What do you yeah. think about? that when i love the movie it. i did too and i and, and to me disneyland was not in it enough like it wasn't he, a character yeah he could have yeah. fanboyed on his creation a little bit yeah. more it was more of this entertaining piece to you know to trying to get the author and, right you know. right uh, so anyways i've always been afraid of this news title like it's legitimately i knew it was coming sometime in yeah. my life i was going to see this like disney's making a movie about disneyland and i saw it and so i'm i'm very into it like i couldn't be more into a movie uh, but very nervous. David Gordon Green is uh, is directing it, and he did uh, Halloween Kills. Halloween which is Kills coming out, which is not a family movie. I don't think that's is that I Halloween don't think, six or seven. I don't or eight think or it's. Nine? I don't think it's as family friendly as this movie's right? going to be. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, man. What do you think? I'm I'm nervous, but very excited. You know, for this, it, it all rises and falls on who they cast as Walt Disney. Hmm. You know, I, I really think, and and 
Tom Hanks, I think, did a great job yeah. being Walt Disney. Although in the back of my mind, I'm always like, it's not Walt Disney; it's Tom Hanks. And and so I think uh, you know it, it would be interesting if they recast Tom Hanks in this, and yeah. Tom Hanks sort of plays the fictionalized Walt Disney. Yeah. I thought the casting of Saving Mr. Banks was great. Really great, yeah. Uh, I mean, everybody they cast in that movie did a fantastic job. So I'm, I'm curious to know about this. Is it, a, is it a movie that needs to be told? Is it a story that needs to be told? Or is it one of those, you know, Hollywood legends, Hollywood tales, uh, or lore, Hollywood lore that is just better to sort of be passed down about, did you know? I think did it's you better know that, that way. Yeah. The thing is, it's not a secret it's not a, th- a story that people there's millions of articles on this online there's millions of youtube videos yeah. of this online so it's not something that are people like oh i didn't know about action park where you could like ride a water slide and, yeah and like, potentially get killed pe- yeah yeah, yeah it's right. very peculiar this is like disneyland where so i don't know there doesn't seem to be a lot of drama in this story yeah it's, it is like one man's dream which i think is great and the inspiration is a great story of you know being in uh, a Griffith Observatory, or yeah. Griffith Park, yeah, Griffith Park, yeah, and uh, and you know, I so I think the the genesis of the idea of Disneyland is interesting. The fact that they pulled it off and something that they've never done before is interesting. But is there a, is there really a drama of building? Yeah, this? and I think so. The, to do a classic movie like this, you'd have to say based on a true story, and you'd have right. to take the financing part and the disbelieving part, and Roy's part in it, and trying to raise money, and Walt's part, right. in it, and then the walking it over by the Burbank Studios, and maybe it's just going to be Walt's Mickey Land, and and it's like it's going to be bigger, and like you have to really push into some of those things. I think that stretch historical accuracy, yeah. And so then you're like, is is this a fictionalized version of Building Disneyland? Which I mean, I'm okay with that because if this is like a historical drama, I'm just I'm not I'm not so sure. Yeah, I mean, to me. A documentary about this, which has been done umpteenth times. A lot, yeah. Documentaries are more fulfilling for me in this story because you actually see what's going on. And yeah. So, fine. I mean, it's coming straight to Disney+, Plus, so maybe that oh, is a barometer of yeah. how much faith they have in this being a, right. a feature you know, that's going to draw a lot of people. All right. That made me less excited, oh, but I'm, I'm still sorry. pretty excited. What's the next news item? The next news item, Aaron, that you asked for. Yes, is that Disneyland released their list of Lightning Lane attractions. So again, Lightning Lane is the new FastPass, except right. it's better because you get to pay for it. Now. Right, yeah. You know how you used to do FastPass? And you'd be like, this is almost too good to be true. I don't feel like I should be able to make a reservation for a ride for a theme park ticket right. that I already bought and then drove down here and, and then went in and then went to the FastPass thing and got the FastPass thing on my phone and or in person. Now I feel I'm like, very, I feel like there needs to be more stuff. That is to not this. fair. I feel yeah. like I need there needs to be some exchange of value. Right, I feel That's like beyond my time and my purchase of a theme park ticket. Yeah, I'm willing to spend more money yeah. on this. Yay! And so, therefore, I should be allowed to spend more. Give me money a buffet menu of things that I could that I could lightning lane. Well, uh, Mr. Chapek, he was happy to indulge Yay. that thought and say, "Yeah, let's make sure that we give you more information, or I'm sorry, more ways for you to spend your money." Awesome. In ways that you never spent your money before. Right. And so these are new ways. Yeah, these are new ways for you to spend your money on the things that you used to be able to do for free without a problem. Or not not spend your money on. I don't like that term free. You don't like that term it free? Is, it, it intimates I was getting something for value before that I'm not getting for. So I like things you didn't use to spend your money on, but now you can. As if it's like an opportunity. Like you get to spend yeah, your money like now. it's an opportunity. Yeah, it's an opportunity. How exciting is that? Yeah, give me some of these opportunities I'm going to have. These are not necessarily going to surprise you. Okay. But again, the lightning lane is the ability to use fast passes on the Genie Plus app. Right. And so you can make your reservation for Lightning Lane through the app, but to do that you have to pay $15. <laughs> uh, no, $20. $20 at 
Disneyland in order to make those reservations. And that will let me make a few a day. Just there'll be some, you know, some sort of time that I can't make them within or like, you know, I will only be able to make a certain number an hour. Correct. Uh, but for all the ones that offer Lightning Lane, if I pay this $20, I will be able to make it for all of those barring that I'm, you know, within my time period Correct. that I'm allowed to. So the so the the attractions at the Disneyland Resort that have Lightning Lane yes. are Autopia. Yes. Big Thunder Mountain. Mm-hmm. Astro Blasters, mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion, Indiana Jones Adventure, It's a Small World, Matterhorn, Millennium Falcon, Roger Rabbit, I'm sorry. Jessica. Thank you. Jessica Rabbit. Rabbit's new ride. Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Star Tours, and then in DCA, Goofy Sky School. Of course. Who's making a Fast Pass reservation for Goofy Sky School? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Right, is it because they just had to have they had to have some for it's because <laughs> people forgot that ride was there? I guess so. <laughs> they figured this was a good way to put it at the top of people's Grizzly minds. Grizzly River Run for your Fast Pass reservation. Absolutely. Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, Incredicoaster, Monsters Inc., Soaring Around the World, and Toy Story Midway Mania. Now, fascinating. What is not on this list is are some Radiator very Springs key, Racers, some very key Rise attractions. of the Resistance, and Web Slingers, a Web Slingers. Spider-Man adventure. Those and was three, Tower of Terror on there? Tower of Terror is on the Lightning list. Okay, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is on the Lightning list. So Radiator Springs Racers, Rise of the Resistance, and Web Slingers are not eligible for Lightning Lane reservations. They are only eligible for the Lightning Lane Plus Lightning Lane purchase, Plus purchase, which means whatever price Disney decides to charge for a Lightning Lane reservation for those three rides, you do not you have to pay extra for those. Right. Now I'm still not clear whether or not your purchase of lightning lane is required before you purchase lightning sure. lane plus. I or don't if know. You'd be like, I'm only and, and could you do multiple? Let's okay. So let's say you're going to do radiator springs racers. So if I decide to pay $9 to ride radiator springs racer to get a fast pass for radiator springs, cause it's the, the only way to get a fast pass for yep. it. Now you can't get it with the bundle. I suppose yep. you could ride standby. You could right. you could wait standby. But can I make yes. multiple fast passes that day? Like one in the morning and then one in the evening because I paid twenty bucks for it or nine bucks for it or whatever to make it. Or is it like I I, I get basically I'm given my time at that right. point at the point of purchase. I'm given my time and that's it. It's a one time use fast pass. I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. I don't know if anybody knows what the answer yeah. to that is. However, if what you're saying is, will Disney allow me to spend nine dollars per person in my party multiple times throughout <laughs> right. the day to ride the same ride the trend is it towards, seems to me that like we, was a shouldn't, we shouldn't say these things out loud they're like oh right we could. i didn't think about that one. i think they are expecting that we just give them a time like here's do you want to do in-app purchase for it's almost feels like an in-app purchase of the genie app of like you want did you want to ride radiator springs it's like yeah i, I do they're like book 12 30 that's your time here thanks for the thanks for 10 bucks you want to ride it again yes yeah, i do Okay. But I paid for the lightning pass, like for that one time. Yeah, for that one time. No, I. that's what I'm saying is I. Yeah. Your purchase of the ability to, the, your lightning lane plus purchase is to ride that ride at some point during the day. Right. If you get on early and then you want to purchase it again, I can't imagine they're going to say no. I right. can't imagine that. But you're, we are assuming at this point in time, we don't know that your original purchase does not allow unlimited 
fast oh, pass. Oh, no, I don't think in any way. Yeah. I think that purchase it's allows you to ride at one time. One time. Yes. So you could buy that a ticket. That, I believe, to, is known. Okay. You ride at one time. And that was my question. You yeah. could buy a ticket to Disneyland and then add on the $20 Lightning Lane, which gets you access to Big Thunder and Matterhorn and all the classic things that you could get fast passes for. Right. If you want this thing that's now almost like a double E ticket, uh, which is, you know, Rise, Radiator, uh, those types of things. Those are a la carte. They're, they're not even packaged themselves in a premium. No, they're thing. individual. They're individual yes. on top of that. So you can go 20 plus 10 three times. And the un, my understanding is that those Lightning Lane Plus purchases, is di, those are dynamic pricing. Mm-hmm. So they depending on uh, peak demand, yeah. that thing could be up to... Well, I mean, again, taking what we've seen from Disneyland Paris, anywhere between nine and I think fifteen dollars. Yeah, I tell you, it's fun to talk about because I feel like we're talking about stocks, and that makes me feel successful and powerful. <laughs> yeah, I don't Except think you realize it's, it's just money coming out of your pocket. I don't feel like it's fun. I don't feel like this is fun from a vacation perspective. It's fun to talk about on a no. podcast because it's literally like I want an app that tracks Lightning Lane prices, and I can like buy, you know, I can track it like Bitcoin, and I right. can I could buy Lightning Lane spots like a commodity and yeah. trade them on the Disney stock market. But to actually have this be a part of my vacation where it's like parking at the Annabelle hotel used to be where it's like, I'm, did you want Wi-Fi? and did, the Oh, you did? <laughs> the, oh, okay. Did you want your parking spot to be, uh, have white did you stripes want to park or, did you, or did you just want sort of an area to park your car on the street? And and then you're I, like, this seemed like a good deal at 140 a night, but yeah, I feel but like we're at 210 right exactly. now. I mean, this is the thing that makes me, I mean, this isn't any different than any other Disney fan who has, who's actually taking a look at this and saying, is this a good deal for me? Like if I want to ride Rise of the Resistance, that means I'm dropping fifty dollars for my right. family at the very le- very least. Right, it's gonna be fifty bucks for my family, and then if I want to ride it again, it's another fifty dollars. Yeah. Or if I want to ride Rise of the Resistance and then go to Radiator, Radiator Springs, like, am I potentially dropping another fifty bucks? So you are. I'm dropping like maybe if I want to ride those premium rides, that's now a hundred and fifty dollars on top of the ticket that I just purchased. Right for once. For one time. Unless you're gonna ride standby, which. Is, is an you option. You have the opportunity to do. I mean, you're, you're somebody, paying for the convenience of getting to the front of the line. Somebody went, I think it might have been Timmy the Pirate or whatever his name is, that who, we, who, whose news we've used as a news source on this, went and did it three You've times. Used I, as a news source. I have used as a news source. He went and stood in line or they, they're for Rise and was able to write it no problem. And standby? Yeah. But for how long How long did he wait? Do you know? I think, yeah, I think it was like an hour and then 45 minutes. It was all under two hours. You, you know, I mean, my rule of thumb was always, if your wait is less than 35 minutes, don't bother getting a fast pass. Right. Right. That was yeah. sort of like my rule of thumb. Yeah. So, I think mine's like, we're comfortable with the 45 yeah. and less. I like waiting in line. So sometimes if it's 60 minutes, I'm, I'm good with it. If it's for a ride that, you know, like, listen, if it's 60 minutes for Peter Pan's flight, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's 60 <laughs> minutes. because the, the concrete there makes your feet hurt. Well, un- and unusual. there's nothing to look at. Yeah. I mean, if it's like Indiana Jones, it's a different story. Right. right? Yeah. So, or rise, like or rise. You're, you're excited, yeah. you're super excited. If it's if there's some guarantee to those, I could see us doing like we don't fast pass anything and we treat ourselves to rise of the resistance because that ride right. is categorically better than anything else. So that it, it's worth it. Like we're gonna spend a little more time in the lines on yeah. in this trip because we're not gonna buy lightning lane. We're just we're gonna wait it out and have fun. But then we have this guaranteed the most magical ride, not magical, the most impressive ride in the park. Well, and there was this initiative that Disney started doing back in the Iger uh, age, which was, I think they called the scene one initiative Yeah, where it was plussing up the queue experiences and 
Haunted Mansion in Walt Disney World had this, where basically the queue was highly interactive, highly enter- highly entertaining. They did it with Peter Pan's Flight, where you actually walk through the Darling's bedroom and that sort of thing. Oh yeah! So really highly thematic theme, um, highly thematic queues that made waiting easier. Right. And so if if that was like if the result of all of this is they're now making it more uh, desirable to wait in a queue and to wait standby. So if you want to jump, if you want to jump ahead in order to ride as many rides as you can in a day and you're going to pay a premium for that, that's fine. You're missing out on the queue experience. Right, like, exactly. I, I don't necessarily mind that because right. if the ride effectively starts when you get into the queue, that's good for me. And you want that as yeah. memories. It gets, you built nostalgia around it. So you're like, yeah, we went, we rode Indiana three times and we found, we walked on every time. It's right. like, well then you, yes, you rode it, but you didn't do Indiana Jones. You weren't ride. taken in through that experience. Right, exactly. I don't believe that's going to happen. Did you see the, there was some comic or news story that came out that said like, basically, I think it was a picture of like Bob Chapek and then it was like a forced ghost of Iger behind him being like, he's having a lot, a lot of trouble actually leaving <laughs> no, this company. I have not. Like I he have still not seen seems that. to be there quite a lot. Well, like, I think he's there quite a bit. Yeah. 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 Well, fun. Yeah. I mean, not fun, but very interesting. I it like, is... I like trading stocks. It's fun. It's good stuff. I guess so. No, it's, it's not fun. It's not fun. It's, it's not, not fun, good. but it is what it is. It is what it is. So uh, now if you are, wanting to do something other than wait in lines. Yeah, what else could you do? Anything new? Uh yeah, at Disneyland they opened up a Muppets experience, Yay. like a like a, in celebration of Muppets Haunted Mansion. Yeah. So the uh movie making exhibit, the Muppets Haunted Mansion movie making exhibit they're calling it is in the lobby of the Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln okay. attraction. Yeah. And uh and in there there is I think portraits like Muppet style portraits yeah. in the Haunted Mansion. And so you get to see some oh, how, how they that. made Muppets Haunted Mansion and then love some of the it. props from that as well. Love which it. I think is great. Like it's there, amazing. There needs to be more Muppet presence in Disney parks. I feel like they're I feel like they're the redheaded stepchildren of the Disney uh of the of the Disney Corporation. There's not enough Muppet presence. Right. Muppet Vision was taken out a long time ago. Just to be clear though, you're fantastic on zero ESPN reference in Disneyland the park. Yes. Yeah. I think there's an appropriate amount. I think there is exactly how much <laughs> the right ESPN there needs of to be. ESPN presence in the, in the park. Right. But Muppets a little thin and now it's even very thin. even uh that they are sort of out of DCA. Uh, right. Uh, even less. Yeah. So and, the fact that they have a presence and it's part of this celebration of Muppets on a mansion, I am yeah. delighted by. We'll probably talk about this more when we get to the review because I think the, the, it's a really interesting time to be a, a Muppets fan right now, I think. Yeah, it really is, isn't so, it? Cool. Yeah. Okay. Great. My kids would, would actually be excited to go see that. So I, th- again, that's happening at Disneyland. Yeah. And I'm really excited that that Disneyland has a presence of Muppets. Disney World also has a presence of Muppets, but it's in Liberty Square and they sort of do like a retelling of American history. Sure. Uh, Sam the Eagle out there? Show. I'm sorry? They got Sam the Eagle out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have, uh, they have Sam the Eagle has a, a restaurant named after him in Epcot. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Right on. All right. So go see the Muppets over in Disneyland in Main Street. Now, Aaron. Hey. You are a universal pass holder. I am. Uh, for those of you who may not know, Los Angeles County has become very aggressive in terms of what they require uh, for COVID purposes yeah. in order to enter locations. Right. We got San Francisco, San Francisco, the city, the county leading the charge and Los Angeles County leading the charge. Like on the saying, sort of like, like, hey, we're better than San Francisco. Yeah. If you want to yeah. be indoors, if you'd like to participate in any indoor activity, they need to see a, a vax card. Right. So they are requiring a, a documentation of vaccination. Mm-hmm. 
or a negative COVID test yep. in order to enter into Universal Studios. Right, that is correct. Now, Disneyland is not in LA County, it's in Orange County, and they yeah. have not required any vaccination uh, status in order to enter. And so the news story is Universal announced, what, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago? Mm -hmm, about that. That they were going to be having a, a vaccination requirement yeah. in order to enter the parks. And when you were in the parks, you still had to wear a mask. Isn't that correct? Uh, well, the last time we were there, it was not outdoors, but uh, okay. it, but it was indoors for sure. So I don't know how How, that, how, how much that's... are they monitoring that out Zero. of curiosity? Like, so if you go indoors and you take your mask off, they don't care? Uh, no, indoors? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, they will They will remind you that you need to have it on 100%. What if you're on an attraction? Like, I mean, I, I don't this think sounds they would like stop a... the attraction, but if you're in the <laughs> e queue. stop just completely yeah. e stop I mean, it's not out of the, it's not, not out of the reason, yeah. the reasonability of things, but uh, no, in, in a queue or, or walking into a store, they have people whose job it is to scan and to say something. Can you uh, do that? So yeah, I would say it, it's on, on some level of okay. point. Yeah. Okay. It's not, oh, we don't have to do this. Like you will need to wear a mask. They are indoors. monitoring that. Yeah. Right. Indoors at Universal, right. you'll need to wear a mask. How do you feel about the vaccination checkpoint requirement to get into universal does that affect how you and Teresa are taking a look at whether or not you continue yeah. to tour there or I mean, we talked it? about this on our patreon you should you should check all the bonus so much bonus content so every week patreon.com slash bobsleds and banthas and we talked a little bit about this uh, last week and it definitely I went on a huge tirade which you uh yes. graciously cut out i, cu I, cut I, you know, I pared that. it down to just just i distilled it like i did like a fine yeah, like, a like a fine, fine brandy yes yes uh i think the thing about universal for us it's, it's been a very drop-in park like you, we just kind of yeah, go in yeah. the evening sort of like the mall for you yeah it is kind of like the mall for us kind of walk walk through city walk jump in for three hours right if you ride a hot get dog out, on a stick get a hot dog on a stick water get two world of them. episodes spectacular. i get some for the for the staff for the cast of uh water world yeah I you're like, like eight hot dogs and what does they the come deacon by. want yeah they come, by. A hot dog. <laughs> they come by on their jet skis and i hand out corn dogs <laughs> <Wing>. <laughs> yeah it's fantastic <laughs> uh so this makes it a little more like we have to like think about it and plan yeah. it seems too big for universal it feels like i mean it's just universal you really I could see this at Disneyland and it being a pain, but at Universal, it feels like a little, it feels a little much just to like, get into Universal. Yeah, exactly. There is a sort of like a, you still want me to show up, right? <laughs> right? Universal, yeah. like you don't want to put those many uh, hurdles in my way of showing up. So it, I mean, it, it's definitely on our minds and the, 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 the test, you know, having, having to get a test, then time that right. And, and so if yeah, you're going right. to go the test route, the negative test route, uh, you got to, you know, there's like a ride you get to play early and it's the timed your negative test yeah. results oh, exciting. Yeah, to get in there. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a bummer, but we will go investigate yeah. and see what it really looks like. Does that, um, does that change whether or not you will spend more time at universal versus Disney or does it doesn't factor in? Uh, it will reduce the amount of time we spend at universal unless I go there and it's just super easy and, and every, you know, whatever if it's super easy for us then it wouldn't okay uh, but as long as we have to take a test for some of our kids uh at this point in time it will definitely change yeah. it'll definitely change the amount we go when you bought your annual pass right. yes you agreed to certain that they could change the terms and conditions of entry at any point but how many people really anticipated that this is the way it was going to go right. and how many angry guests are there going to be saying like yeah. if i had known i wouldn't have bought my annual pass so especially disney just releasing these magic keys right like i wonder how much i wonder how much uh, PR work that they're going to have to do in order yeah. to maintain happy guests. And it's not like this at all, but 
and especially not for us, but for some people when they bought those things, it's like, I never expected to like go up and try to get in Disneyland or, or Universal and have them be like, all right, well, do you use this? So to tell you, you have to own a snowmobile. Do you own a snowmobile? And I'm like, well, that doesn't seem like that has I any. Really? Why, had, why does that matter? <laughs> I don't. When I bought my tickets, I didn't know that was going to be asked at all. And they're like, I mean, we said the turn. We said we change it we anytime. Change it anytime. And today it's like, do you have a chicken hat? I'm like, I, I, I didn't I, bring no, it. I know. I, I have. <laughs> But I bought a snowmobile so I could get right. it. Right. And so it's Yeah, I know, not, but now you need a chicken hat. And it's not like that because this is a COVID serious and I totally get all those. So it's not like that at all. Wow, look the, at you walking back. All the snark. Well, immediately. I did just compare a vaccine to buying a snowmobile. So I want to walk it back a little bit because it is not that. But I'd there, rather have a snowmobile <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. There is some level of like when we bought it, like I have no idea the future yeah, of the world. Right. So there's like a there's a buyer insecurity of planning everything. We're thinking about going to Disneyland in two months. Yeah month and a half and i'm kind of like how much could change between now and then and if there is some policy of like sorry hotel reservations were sort of like anything could change and now to get into your hotel you need like whatever you need dragon's breath do you have that and i'm like the fly what i don't know what that is i do i have to go get that at diagon alley you gotta is get that, it at diagon alley oh, okay and so, so now i have to have a snowmobile in order to go get my dragon exactly breath. it seems yeah. like anything could go and i know it's not that bad but it does create buyer insecurity in me where I'm well, like, and I don't I want to plan a big trip trip right. and not know. And you want to advance plan as well. Like you want to have the security of knowing, okay, I got my hotel reservations. Maybe I, I bought my tickets in advance, all those types of things. But if you're sort of waiting for the shoe to drop, then you're not able to, you have to make a last minute decision about whether you're going or not, which yeah. is definitely not the way you want to plan a trip. And like things this. seem fluid. to so some people say like, why don't you just get your entire family vaccinated? And it's like, we have people of different ages, different right. timelines. They, they take a vaccine is not something you go and get. And then you're good the next day. Like these things take time. Right. So there's all sorts of planning and things that change and it does. It creates insecurity in me where I, I'm proposing what I call the space suit. Like, it's just like, it's, uh, it's like a dry suit. It's a vaccine <laughs> negative yeah. test or a spacesuit. Yeah, I feel like we I could get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Just everybody wears like those uh like those ET suits that uh the, Yeah, exactly. The like an ET yeah, war, like right? a, like it's like cosplaying from uh, Monsters Incorporated. It's like Perfect. a 2318 or whatever, which go. is what code Whatever is. you want to wear. Whatever is what, what you want. That's wearing. right. So there you go. Universal tweeted uh, because the Ratatouille ride, I think, opened in Florida. That's right. Uh, and so Universal tweeted that tweeted them meaning Disneyland, yeah. fake fake screen fire above us, us, meaning Universal, real fire ceiling or whatever. And then the Universal Twitter account got tons of backlash because people are like, aren't all of your rides made <laughs> of screens? Say, uh, I feel like... I feel like Universal should have checked the shade they were right, about to yeah, throw. Yeah, 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 check the shade. If because- you were making... If you were... Uh, if you are making a dig at Disney for making a screen-based ride, right. I think the pot needs to consider yeah. uh, the kettle for a moment. Exactly. I thought that was funny. That happened this week. I'm happy to hear that people push back. Because um, normally they're pretty funny and they're yeah, pretty pokey at yeah. Disneyland, but this, they're like, oh, fake fire on a screen? Check us out. Real fire. And people are like, hold on. What was the real fire? What ride I don't know what that? they were referring to. Is it backdraft? Yeah, maybe. Do you guys still have that in Florida? Backdraft? Uh no, I think that's gone by now. What would the real fire? Would it be uh, well, there's real would fire the mummy? The, would it be the mummy? Maybe. There's real fire in Hollywood. There's real fire in the subway scene. And uh, mm. there's a couple instances on that tram tour of real fire. No rides, I don't think, have real fire on it. But on the tram tour, there is. Jaws has it. Now, you have something on here that says, what's happening with Rock and Roller Coaster? Which means we're about to talk about Aerosmith 
the hottest rock band in the world. Turns out we're not. Inside the Magic ran a story on uh, lots of activity going on rock, rock and roller coaster. What could it possibly be? What could it be? Is what could it be? Is nobody knows? Is something new coming? Uh, And then the permits were pulled, and it turns out they're just restoring that guitar out front. Nothing, nothing new. Just putting put some grout work. Just doing some grout Man, work. So Aerosmith is still there. That's uh, that's a new story. All right. Another one is the new new popcorn bucket Ooh. at the Disney parks, which is uh, Mickey Mouse uh, Mummy. It's a Mickey Mouse Mummy popcorn that bucket. That sounds cute. Well, it's drawing long long lines, and anything that draws any kind of line, either too short or way too long, it's is a, a new story. story. That's Big a big new story. story. It's a nightmare, actually. A night of nightmare, nightmare happening. short or nightmare long, and the new Mickey popcorn bucket. What do you do with a popcorn bucket? I mean, I know people collect them. Yeah, but like, I think people display them in their. Yeah, they think they display in their office or on a shelf yeah, or okay. whatever. I think they, okay. they do that. All right. I don't think you ever eat. Maybe you do eat popcorn out of it. I think that's sacrilege to buy to a eat Disneyland, popcorn out of it. To buy it in Disneyland, remove it from Disneyland, and then at home put like Orville Redenbacher. You in think it. it's sacrilege? Yeah. I don't what think if that was your new popcorn bucket? Like that's what I eat popcorn out of all the time. I feel like you're eating not as good a popcorn out of it. And the Hold like, up. Are you trying to say that Orville Redenbacher is not as good as a pop secret in Disneyland? From a Disneyland cart? Yeah, I'm trying to say that. Those are shots fired. Really? Are you like, do you have like a predilection for Orville? I'm a big OR fan, man. Are you? I didn't oh, know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big OR fan. Or you could try pop secret, which is delicious. I mean, pop secret's fine. But yeah. Now, you and I had a serious disagreement about what qualifies as popcorn. Again, right. you can check out our Instagram about that. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to relive it here. Oh, uh, Teresa bought you a... Uh, she brought me some zebra corn? She did. She bought you zebra corn like three weeks ago after that segment. Oh, I'm so she, excited. She went. Uh, I don't have it with me. She went I'm in, so excited. It was so funny. She went into a gas station and then she came out and she was like, had this small bag of zebra popcorn and I'm like, what is this? Like, what? do you even know me? Do you even know anything about me? She's and like, she's yeah, like, it's for Scott. Yeah. She's like, I thought this would be fun for Scott to have on the and show. And it is fun for me. Yeah. It is fun for me. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, it's like a common thing in my house. I talk to my mom and she's just like, oh, how's Scott doing? And I'm like, does anybody even remember me anymore? Everybody remembers you. Aw, ish. Because I have a friend named Scott. That's why they everybody remember me. Everybody remembers you. Everybody, lo- everybody in my family loves you. Yeah. They revere you. They love you. Anyways, I have a bag of zebra corn for you. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. It's but- been on the dash. That thing's a solid brick. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm not so sure how excited I am. That it? That's all the news. Wow. I think instead of taking a break for zebra corn... We should take a break. Please. We'll have a little cookie time. Yay. We're going to take a quiz during cookie time. Oh, okay, fun. And then when we come back, we're going to be talking about dueling haunted mansions. The two haunted manchai. The haunted manchai. The haunted manchai. Coming up. After cookie time. After cookie time. Yes, it's cookie time. Oh, what time is it? It's Scott Storm. Oh, yes, it's cookie time. Oh, what time is it? It's Scott Storm. Oh, yes, it's cookie time. Are there any words to the song? No, there isn't. That's okay. We like the ones you came up with. Thank you for the cookie. <laughs> what do we got here? Two chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. They survived the invasion of the cookie people from our last episode. They did. For anybody that's heard episode 78, we do an original audio drama set to an old Disneyland album. Uh, at the end of it, you read that in one take, which is impressive as heck. Why do you say that? 
Because you give somebody a script they've never seen before that has some kind of voice acting and intonation with it. They usually want to read it a couple times, practice it. They want to do a take of each line and then let you pick which. And you're just like, yeah, no problem. And you just cold read the whole thing. One and done. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, I didn't <laughs> tell you that day, but in my mind, I was having thoughts. I was like, dude, this is amazing. Oh, that's very and kind I, of and you. I didn't say it out loud, but I told my kids. I was like, you'll never believe this. They're like, what? What? You guys are doing a new podcast with just this? I'm like, no, Scott did this in one take. <laughs> I think he only messed up one line. I messed up all of them. I definitely listened back and I was like, nah, I would have done that a little bit different if I could do another take. There were a couple of them where I was like, you know what? The motivation on that one wasn't really great. <laughs> um, I don't really think my character would have said it that way. But overall, I feel pretty satisfied. It was fun. Now here's something you won't want to miss. Another low quality internet quiz. All right, ready? I'm super ready. These desserts you choose will reveal which Disney villain matches your personality. Okay. First of all, choose a type of cookie. A macaroon? No. Or do you pronounce it macaron? It's a, well, there's two. Macaroon is a coconut cookie. Wait, it's this, there's two different types of yeah. cookies. One's a macaron and another one is a macaroon. Yeah, macaron is a French cookie with two wafers and a little bit of cream in the middle. That's what I'm looking at right now. Macaroon is a coconut thing. That seems unnecessarily confusing. All right, macaron, a chocolate chip, ice cream, gingerbread, Oreo, M&M. This is a lot of... double Every cookie that exists. <laughs> okay. Double chocolate or peanut butter and chocolate. I, I, I don't believe... Do you need me to go through the list again? <laughs> I'm fine. I just don't think anybody at BuzzFeed has a tree hierarchy of every one of those choices that leads to a different outcome. Uh, I am going to go with Oreo. Oreo is your favorite type of cookie. I didn't know it was for Oreo, uh, but I'm still going to stick with that. Oreo. No, no, you're right. It just says choose a type of cookie. Correct. Yeah. Oreo. Because making random choices leads to deep personal connections. Now, choose a classic dessert or sweet... Brownies, banana split, apple pie, s'mores, Swiss roll, vanilla cake, pancakes, or flan. Pancakes as a dessert? Uh, it just says a classic dessert or sweet. I love pancakes. And I had pancakes this weekend from a real diner. It was Man, just, pancakes, are, oh, pancakes are so I only good. eat them from a diner. It was glorious. Man, I love pancakes. And a good blueberry syrup is really good sometimes. We were too. sitting in this room of this diner. It's like, you know, diner. On a old, I know what a diner is. Okay, like, a, you know, like Highway 49 diner in the middle of nowhere. Like a greasy spoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so I got pancakes and I was so excited. Yep. And then this thing, like when you spend enough money there or lived there long enough or died, they put a baseball hat around the outside of the top of the this this diner, you know, so it had all these hats. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so. And so I sat on one and everybody in my family was like, you're sitting under a Star Wars hat. Oh, look like, at that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't feel like it meant something, but maybe it meant something. Did you consider that it was future use hat? <laughs> oh, don't say that. that That's scary. came back, ate pancakes, died. They put their hat up there. They put there, their hat up there. And now you're now you're Because that was my seat. Because that was your seat. That's oh, the reason why you sat in that seat. I wish seat. you hadn't said that. I think you might be right. Just consider that one. Yeah. Oh, I'm considering it. Brownies? This is infinitely more interesting than your buds. Good. Yes, brownies. All Scott right. Storm, brownies. Finally, choose an international dessert. Mochi, kulfi, which I don't know what kulfi is. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I can't pronounce any of these. Now I'm just going to sound like a dumb American. Okay, mochi, because I like it. I like Taffy? Mm -hmm. Mooncakes. It's taffy that knows karate. Medovic? Mooncakes. Mooncakes are an international. Oh, moon pies are. I don't know what a mooncake is. A moon moon pies are not international. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was just zoned by Frito Lay. Or Uh I'm gonna go with mochi. that mochi. Just choose yeah, mochi. mochi. We get it. Uh, ah, you're Ursula. 
Okay. Because you're iconic. Yeah. What That's a, it. That's the only reason why. Uh, just... You think she's the most iconic villain is Ursula? Who's the most iconic? No, I think Maleficent's the most iconic Yeah, that's what villain. I was going to say, Maleficent. Hands down, right? For sure, yeah. Ursula's a great villain, don't get me wrong. But didn't even wasn't even birthed until the 90s, right? How can you say Ursula's iconic? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more that are iconic before that. Huh. Thanks, thanks for having cookie time. And it was dessert related. You're good at this. You couldn't be bad I if you tried. I couldn't be bad if I tried. Yeah. I'm just that good. I'm going to reward myself with another cookie. Yeah. Like that segment almost went off the rails uh, because of the, the glitchiness of some sort of internet quizzing technology, but you brought it back in such a fun, deserty way that tied into cookie time. And we find out that as a villain, I'm an Ursula. Home of fear and fright, where not all guests survive the night. The lucky souls will live to tell, and those who don't will rot in. Show. What are you doing? Welcome, foolish Muppets, to tonight's very special Halloween challenge. We just have to survive the night in this haunted mansion. Everything here will seem familiar, but your eyes may deceive you. Oh, oh. I'm the mysterious Haunted Mansion, two for the price of a Disney Plus membership. <laughs> That's right. You pay $7 or is it 8 a month? I can't remember right now, but you get two okay movies. Okay. You, you get, get two, one two. really fun movie and the other one is seriously subpar. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. This we'll segment will discuss which is which. Yeah. In the Dueling Mansions. Dueling Mansions. So we have Muppets Mansion versus Murphy Mansion. Yeah. Of course. I like that. I like that throwdown. I thought you would like that. Yeah. It just sort of writes itself. I can't, <laughs> you I can't, can't be bad at this. I can't be bad at this, yeah, man. Yeah, it's like, they're all softballs to you. I mean, it's just like, boom, one keep after throwing another. it over the plate? Maybe Home give me something run. hard. Yeah. Boom, another one. <laughs> yeah. Home run. I'm just nonstop all day long. How do you want to tackle this in the 15 minutes we have to get through two movies? That's right, because we said we're going to do a hard stop in 7, 15, 15. We have places to be. I call it 20 minutes. And people don't want us to do a dig dive on a dig, dig dive on both these. Or a dig dug on it. Or a dig dug on it. Or a big top. Whatever. Yeah, Let's get to it. Or a, I'm excited to talk about both these. Happy Junior. On I it. watched them both, and I hadn't seen the Haunted Mansion Eddie Murphy's in a long time. And I have I never it. seen Eddie Murphy's Haunted Mansion. I've actively avoided it my entire yeah. life. And so I thought Muppets Haunted Mansion came out this past week. Yes. Our friend, Jeff uh, Shaver Mousquitz, he was the executive producer for Imagineering on Muppets Haunted Mansion. Yeah. And so that, in addition to the fact that I have a deep love of the Muppets, Mm -hmm. you have an okay love of the Muppets? I have a deep nostalgic appreciation for them, but then, you know, it, you know. It's not something I get down with all the time, but I was very excited about this. Yeah, you were very excited. Yeah. So this got released on Disney Plus. I've been looking forward to this. I've been curious to see how much Haunted Mansion is in right, yeah. Muppets Haunted Mansion. And as you know, none of my kids have ever been on Haunted Mansion. So I was wondering how wow. much of a spoiler is right. this show going to be? Or how much less or more enjoyable or how much like when you go, oh, they go, huh? Huh? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Now, they, they are aware of uh, Haunted Mansion lore. Okay. So the idea of the stretching room is a thing that they are aware of. The idea of the ghost host is something that they're aware of. But I think for mo- for the most part, 
the Haunted Mansion references that took place in this movie, and they are fast and furious. Yeah. They are prevalent. I think they went over their head for the most part. Now, there are things, like I said, the stretching room they were familiar with. Yeah. Uh, my oldest is familiar with Constance Hatchaway, the story behind Constance Hatchaway. So they all had certain levels of familiarity. But I would say overall, this did not spoil the Haunted Mansion in any way for them. Oh, yeah. And the Muppets Haunted Mansion one, the running time is 45-ish minutes. 55 55 minutes. minutes and, the, and Eddie Murphy's is a more- tra- Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Traditional yeah. feature length. Right, there you go. Which one so, do you want to tackle first? I'm going to let you steer I this talk, I want to talk about the Muppets because it's newest. It. and I Did feel you like take notes on the Muppets? No, I didn't. I just Neither I just I. watched it. I, yeah. just, I just watched it. I think the the merging of those two properties uh, makes like a lot of sense. Oh, and so, it's so enjoyable. I mean, that, that, that idea of like, let's do, let's do a haunted house story featuring the Muppets. It didn't have to be in the Haunted Mansion at all. Yeah. Uh, but obviously- I just they, feel like- I feel like you could take the Muppets and put them on a lot of Disneyland rides and make it fun because yeah. the, their their universe and the way things are designed in their universe, it's f- close enough where you're like, oh, they're totally in there, and far enough away where it's like, yeah, but that's the Muppets world. And I and and so I love the way uh, they did that in this. That there's so much haunted mansion stuff in there, yeah. but it was all transformed for the Muppet world. The mansion wasn't yes. exactly the mansion. Yes. The hallways were so recognizable. All the stuff from the ride was in there, but it had all been transformed into the, into the Muppet stuff. And I thought that was super delightful. So anyways, the, the story of yeah. course is that, uh, Gonzo and Pepe, Pepe, the Crane King prawn, who is probably one of my favorite Muppets. Yeah. Pepe and Gonzo are originally on their way to a costume party, but then, uh, Gonzo is one of Gonzo's favorite magicians. Yeah, uh, there's the, a, the MacGuffin. He wants to go. Yeah, that's right. His name go. is Mag- the the Great MacGuffin. Yeah, uh, which is a delightful, just a delightfully Muppet name for this character. That is the motivation for Gonzo and Pepe to go spend the night in this haunted mansion. Yeah, the ghost host is played by Will Arnett. Uh-huh. Um, and of Batman, of Lego, of uh, Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. Yeah, and it's basically just Muppet hijinks for the next. 50 minutes and some great callbacks to original, the original Muppet show. Um, some great callbacks to other Disney pro- or, um, nods to other Disney properties. Yeah. And just a lot of fun, uh, fun being poked at the haunted mansion, the ride. Yeah. I think you got like, you got three things. I mean, you got two things. I mean, you got them going through the mansion, which the, the, yep. the, the idea of the story is that they, uh, if they if they stay there all night and they don't get out, then they become permanent residents of the mansion. That's right. So they so they need to get out, uh, and and so they're being tour they're touring the mansion, and so it's very natural for you to just follow the ride. And for the first yeah, right for the first two thirds of the movie, first half of the movie, it follows the ride really. It does really closely, right? From entrance to stretching room to uh, hallway to it, it just follows it into Madame Leota's sort right. of area. And I thought that was really neat. And I was like, oh, I wonder if this is just gonna kind of follow, follow the, the ride follow the entirely ride. and then they take a break at about halfway and develop an actual sort of story of gonzo coming to terms with what he's actually afraid of in life and that becomes the the movie has a very 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 thin plot very thin plot. very thin plot and it's resolved super quickly yes and at first i was like do, do i like that because i want it's so i'll just tell you i feel like i thought it was so good i wanted it to be like a halloween classic yeah but then there wasn't enough story story to it so i didn't know how i felt like there isn't a lot of story there the plot's super thin uh-huh. uh, it gets resolved incredibly quickly 
and there's no twist. And so at first I was like, oh man, I wonder if this is going to be like a classic because it is, the plot is thin and it gets resolved yeah. quickly. But then I spent only like myself thinking like, is this what you've been asking for with right. Pixar's like <laughs> right, eight or yeah. nine twists on the everything with nothing ever yeah, just ending? A simple always, story. Just like a simple story where they go in, they get it done. And then I was like, literally like, is it, is it, is it over? Like I, I'm ready to watch more. And I was like, I have not had that feeling about a yeah. movie in forever where I could tell I think this is wrapping up. I paused it to see how much was left. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is wrapping up. Yeah. And I've had such a great time. I'm kind of not ready for it to be over. I could do another half an hour uh, but, on this movie. But that extra half an hour would, would feel weighty. It would feel right, yeah. like uh, like it was just dragging at that point. I, I think to, to, to your concern, will this be a Halloween classic? I think to me, the answer is yes. Because yeah. what this felt like to me was those types of Halloween TV specials that you wait, you know, when you and I were growing yeah. up, that it was being advertised and it was going to be on Thursday at eight o'clock. And like, this is your one opportunity to watch this. And you schedule your entire life that week at school around this TV special that you're going to watch. And it had, and because it, because it is so short, it's 55 minutes. So it feels like that hour long special where it's a simple plot device that gets resolved within under an hour. Yeah. And you see everything that you want to see in terms of what you expect from a Muppet special, which is all of your favorite Muppets, uh, most of them being in different situations that you wouldn't expect them to be yeah. in. Uh, songs, playful songs that are really fun, a lot of good in-jokes, a lot of classic Muppet humor. A lot of puns, a lot of a lot of just, yeah, good jokes. And it is, it's not a musical, but it has songs it in it. It has songs in it. And then you have your, your star cameos. But, but one. The musical, the music's all. Oh, good I thought one. all the songs were. Oh, I thought so too. Really Which one did you like? Not I think like. it's the one in the attic that just was not as high up as me for me. But anyway, yeah, there, there was one that I felt was a little. There's the one that takes place in the ballroom uh, that Kermit begins to sing, and then it becomes a whole chorus. Uh, you know, a, a whole uh, experience, which it's it is a mashup. In my perspective, maybe maybe you differ. In my perspective, it is a mashup of Be Our Guest and the yeah. Muppets and the Muppets yeah. Uh, yeah. introduction. I think I song. had that thought and then got enthralled with it. But yeah, I totally agree. And I think it works so well. There's just so many little winks and nods that I thought were really wonderful that, again, were very respectful and honoring of the Haunted Mansion, but in a Muppets way. All of it in a Muppets way. And then there were little things that I ended up looking up on online, like, you know, secrets of Muppets Haunted Mansion. And you can look look them up, the listener, if you were interested in, in knowing that. But there was one that I was really curious about, and that was the address of the Haunted Mansion oh, is yeah. 924. And I was like, why? Why? That is significant, but it's not A133. Is that like the classic... Is that the classic reference, the one that's in like all animation movies about the, the oh, animation from, building yeah. in, in CalArts? Uh-huh, yeah. Is it A, A130? A113, A113, I believe. A113. So it wasn't one of those sequence of numbers where it's like it stands out to you. Yeah. And so I looked it up and it's Jim Henson's birthday. Uh, it's 924. So I'm like, great. oh, that's great. Like the, the way they work that in. So I, I just really, this was a delight for me. Yeah. It was a, the only thing that I, um, that maybe had me not concerned, but that I would have liked to have seen more in is that it is very Gonzo and Pepe heavy. That's the thing. Yeah. I was going to say things I loved about it. Uh, quick, 
very like to to make jokes about things that are that are that old like the haunted mansion yeah. still have them be funny and, and put put all the muppets like you said in in situations where the puns and stuff get played out yeah. in a really fun way i think they just crushed all of that it could have gone so wrong and i thought they really they did so it's fun it's delightful all the songs are good yeah uh, except for the one that's just okay um and then things that i didn't uh things that I didn't not not like about that I thought could have been stronger was usually in Muppets <laughs> movies devolve into some sort of like the gang has to all be together to solve the problem. Yeah. And this one, it really is a story about Gonzo in a specific part. And it's really a st- song about, uh, about that, about Pepe. I mean, it's really a movie about Pepe. Like, in, in, you think so? Yeah. I really liked the, uh, you know, him, him being a second fiddle to Gonzo and, and trying yeah. to find love and no, nobody ever knowing even the right name to call him. Oh and yeah. I guess fin- I didn't think about and, that. And That's great. Though. Finally figuring that out, but it coming with, it comes with strings to, so I don't know. I really, I really, it really is about them and there's not a big like cabaret kind of uh, right. thing that happens. I think there's one scene that's kind of close to the closest thing is, is the, uh, ballroom scene right you said that that were you saying that that's a that was a uh be our guest and the opening of the old muppets tv show Correct. where they pull yeah, yeah that pull i thought that pullback was an homage like a nod to, to the opening of the muppets show tv and, show and i thought they handled that brilliantly another thing that takes place in that um ballroom scene is the ballroom dancing and that's and the way they did the i was so happy to see this the way they did the ballroom dancing scene is a callback to original Muppets, uh, the original Muppet show when they would do the ballroom sketch where they would have people dancing and then they would pair off into two and they would do a a joke and then move to another couple that's dancing. Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah, it was just yeah. Like joke yeah. after joke after joke. And I, I like it was brilliant. It was yeah. brilliant that they, they this is a, a scene from the Haunted Mansion that they did with Muppets that they did in a classic Muppets way. The right. callback to the original, the original show. Um, so I like that. And then I just didn't understand Stamos's role. Like I know why he has <laughs> to be there. Yeah, John Stamos is in that huge Disneyland fan. Like he's a massive Disneyland right. fan. He has the Disneyland letters uh, visible from his house on Mulholland. You can drive at Mulholland. Oh, and, is that right? And you can see the old Disneyland D. It's not the old old one. It was the blue one from the eighties and 90s okay. I guess yeah. um, he has him in his backyard and you can see him there so he's a huge fan so I get why he's in the movie but I didn't understand I so expected his character to come back later as some as something something yeah. and I really expected him to be dead and I was like this is going to be genius Genius. they're going to make fun of John Stamos and his love of Disneyland by making him an actual ghost and so he's dead and he just never really came back he just back. had a cameo yeah I think he's there for the sole purpose of having Pepe call him Juan Stamos, (laughs) (laughs) which was like that joke was worth having John Stamos in there. Uh, Yeah. When he said that, I almost spit out my drink. I was laughed so hard. Yeah. Other than that, my only other complaints with it is, yeah, just that that thing with Gonzo that it feels like uh, it being a problem and it being resolved problem happens in a very short amount of time. It does. And it's a little like it's a it's not scary. It's a little I think it is that I think it is a little scary. Like his nose is is is, I like a shriveled age. Gonzo is a frightening frightening and it's all (laughs) foam. But dude, they're such masters of that where you're like, this is a little scary. Like it totally is creepy. It, it, It has shades of like the dark crystal yeah, and say, labyrinth yeah, yeah. where it's like, you know, when Henson is, when the Henson company is able to do their creepy creature work, like they're really good at doing. Yeah, creepy, they really are. You know? Oh, the maid person, you know who the maid person yeah, is? I know. Who was it? Kim Irvine. So Kim Irvine is a Imagineer. Okay. And she is also the daughter of Leota Toons. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And so she actually did 
uh, pickup work for Madame Leota oh, because fantastic. her mom played Madame Leota. Oh, that's fantastic. And so, like, I mean, great. So you would have recognized her from documentaries and that sort of thing. But, yeah, I thought that was a great... Because there's only... How many live actors in there? There's only four or five. Yeah, exactly. So to get, to get on that on a Muppets Haunted Mansion thing is huge to get cast huge. as that. I give this thing, like... I mean, it's not perfect. No. It's... it's Muppets Now, the the series Muppets Now that they release, like that's a 10 out of 10 for me for the most mm-hmm. part. I think that is, it's pure Muppet. This is really, really good. And I'm just so happy that something like this exists. So I would give it a nine. Yeah. You know, I would I would give it a solid I'm nine. Right there. I'm right there with you. And this is definitely something that I will enjoy watching every year. I think this 100%, is- 100%. I yeah. think this is a Halloween classic. I loved it. I was del- Everybody in my house loved it. Uh, my kids are familiar with the Muppets because you can't not be, but they don't love the Muppets. They yeah. don't know much about them. They wouldn't be able to name most of the characters other than Kermit. Oh, man, that's, a, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah, well, I mean, this movie, like, I think that's the- Testament when Disney does what Disney's good at doing and when they when they focus on the storytelling and the the creative brilliance that they that they have yeah. in that company. They took two kids, my kids who didn't have a ton of interest in it, knew I was watching it for a podcast. They went device free the entire time. And Whoa, they, that's amazing in itself. Right? And then at the right. end they were like, I think I mean I think I'm I think I'm kind of into the Muppets now. You, you, you gotta watch Muppets now. Yeah. Now that they're into the Muppets now. And it was that it was the blending of an IP that they love, the Haunted Mansion, and handled in a way that was so different it clearly they weren't trying to do anything weird with it yeah but so right. entertaining and funny and it made them feel you know like smart and cared for because it's like i know i know all those things uh about them and they're recognizing things about the mansion that i love and yeah. so we're we're, yeah. we're together on this like it, it felt very like a very togethery kind of moment we haven't had that in a long time uh not as a family as a world right <laughs> and right. so it was really just, it was I, it was one of the best disney plus experiences i've had and you know me i'm a haunted mansion super fan yeah. i know Everything there is, all, all the all the the in jokes, uh, Haunted Mansion. I'm gonna get all of those. Right. My kids are gonna get some of them just by osmosis, by having me as a dad, right. and listening to the show. They're gonna get some of it. My wife is a you know a Disney fan, but she's not a hardcore Disney fan, and we were all able to enjoy it on the different levels that we had. And uh, and and I I think that's a, a great testament to just an an awesome piece of work and. There are so many things to enjoy about this, and I think there's something for everybody in this. It's completely approachable. Yeah. Like, I think all ages are able to watch this. Again, the Gonzo aging thing is a little creepy, but it's also yeah. not. I don't know. It might be might be a little bit too creepy for younger ages. Yeah, but for the most part, very very family friendly all, all throughout, and and I absolutely loved it. One other thing I forgot oh, to mention. Please tell me. Anytime that they feature Uncle Deadly, uh, which is, uh, I can't describe him. He's sort of like, a, he sort of looks like a blue dragon with wispy hair oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. black eyes. Uncle Deadly's one of my favorite characters. He's one of the more modern uh, Muppet characters. And then in Muppets Now, they introduce Screaming Goat as one oh, of the Muppets. Oh, is that where that's from? And oh my gosh, oh, every great. time the Screaming Goat comes on, my entire family loses it. We yeah. laugh so hard. And so I love the fact that Screaming Goat <laughs> made several appearances, yeah. especially in the stretching room, like when yeah. all the lights go out and then you hear that the screen. such a perfect place to use that. It's so perfect because it's also just like such a, it's such a wink and a nod to the Haunted Mansion experience. Of course, when, yeah. You know, people will scream inside that that moment uh, of the Haunted Mansion. But then when the lights come on and Screaming Goat, made me, it made us so happy. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Let's switch. Now let's take, let's go from something that was delightful yeah. to 2003's Haunted Mansion. Yeah. 
you are cordially invited to the historic Gracie Manor, where there's room for the whole family. Master Gracie wishes to discuss his affairs over dinner. This house has a bit of history to it. And this history haunts these walls. I don't think it's a good idea to put that information in the listing. People love bathrooms. We should play up the whole toilet angle. I think that'd be best. <laughs> so, uh, Disney release that came after Pirates... This came after Pirates. This, so came, this came on the success of Pirates. Right. I, mean, yeah, I think that's the way we want to put that yeah. is because the Disney company at this point in time is starting to experience uh, how many of these of these attractions can we make just movies yeah, out of? Yeah, so like, this starts with uh, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which was a Disney original movie that I think aired, I think it aired during The Wonderful World of Disney, something like that. Yeah. And then from there, they went to the Country Bears. And I think from the Country Bears, they went to Pirates. And then they hit big with, big with Pirates. Hit big with Pirates. And they go, definitely, Haunted Mansion is Gotta the follow-up that. And we'll do it with Eddie Murphy. And I had seen it once or twice a long time ago. And remember really, really not liking it. Yeah. And it's funny, even, the, even what I thought the plot was, I remembered it incorrectly. Oh, really? Which was funny. Um, but what, also, what drew you to the movie originally? Just the mere Haunted fact Mansion, that they yeah. made the Haunted Mansion? 100%. Yeah, but you didn't look at that and go like, that does not look like a good movie because that movie, any trailer you watch of that movie, it does not look good. Like there's... Yeah, you come off Pirates and then, I, you know, they fe feature the gates a lot on the early promotional work for that. And you see the Haunted Mansion gates and you're like, yeah, I'm going inside. Yeah. I'm definitely going inside that ride. And so I went inside that movie and uh, it's about Eddie Murphy. It is. Uh, his name's something ever. Something Evers is his Jim, last name. I think Jim Evers. Jim Evers is a real estate agent with his wife, and they're Who heading. looks like 20 years younger than yeah. he does. She, she's One of my notes said, what do you think is the age spread between a husband and wife? And I think it's like 20 years. Okay, could yeah. be. Yeah. They're real estate agents, and they end up at the Haunted Mansion and are, are forced to, instead of going on vacation, spend their weekend uncovering the mysteries of the Haunted Mansion. Right, because Jim Evers' wife, whose name is... Elizabeth. Sarah. Not Elizabeth. Not Elizabeth. Sarah, Sarah is her name. Uh, Sarah is contacted by uh, who what can only be described as an incredibly creepy voice over the phone that is inviting her to take a look at this house that they're selling. And he's like, whoa, that, 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 neighbor, those, that neighbor, that address is for big houses. We got to go yeah, check it out. Right. And that was uh, a good, like, semi-Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I was about to jump in with my Eddie Murphy, and I thought, inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. And so they take a 45-minute drive out into a swamp, and they're still holding on. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, They take the whole family, too. They take the whole family. Yeah. Uh, this is, a, this is, this is a, a hilarious movie because, uh, for me, I watched it, and I've not seen- You said it's a hilarious movie. I'm waiting for you to say I'm say I'm sarcastic. I'm being sarcastic about that. Uh, it, I'm being uh, I'm being nostalgic about this time in in the okay. in the in the nineties okay. where it, it's like the Brink, you know, Brink movie, the rollerblading movie. 
the Disney the Disney movie Brink about the guy the soul skaters that are rollerblading. <laughs> you don't know I it? what you're talking about. Oh man, you would love it. I probably would. Oh my gosh, about you have to watch Brink. I guess stop I have to this, stop this podcast. You promise me you look up and you watch Brink for crying out loud. I'm adding it you to my could watch have been right in this movie. You might have been the lead in this movie. Listen, the only rollerblading movie I have a deep familiarity with is Prayer of the Roller Boys. Do you remember that rollerblading movie? No, I've movie? never heard I've never heard that sentence well, uttered before. Well, now you need to go watch Prayer, Prayer of the, of Roller, the Roller, Boys. Roller Boys. So anyways, there's this time in 90s movies where it's like reality didn't matter the way people talk didn't matter the way it did none of it mattered it, it's a movie that try it's a movie that tries to present reality but it presents it in such a tropey cliche like yes it's at the end of a lot of these cliches where they're like hey should we write some honest dialogue or some should we think about how the way these events the are people unfolding actually talk behave. about this yeah and they go like i think it's still okay for one more movie to just be like no. And so like, there's like a lot of stuff like just, you gotta be a, you gotta be a man, just be a man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, so what you are referring to is that Eddie Murphy has a 10 year old boy, sweet 10 year old, sweet kid. 10 year old boy who has a legitimate and honest fear of giant spiders. Yeah. And he's like, Eddie Murphy's like, you gotta be a man. You're t-. he actually says at one point in the movie, you're 10 years old now. Yeah. You need to get, be a man. Yeah. And I'm thinking, who is this guy? <laughs> what kind of dad are you? Yeah. And he says this to his child when his 10-year-old boy is being chased by ghosts in a cemetery yeah. running into a mausoleum covered by spiders. At that, I just feel like, pick your time and place, dude. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's, so there's a lot of those tropey statements that nobody, yeah. it's, I don't, I don't think they're actually trying to make the character that way. They just write dialogue that didn't, that's just like, we've written this, just get the script for another thing, we take out the dialogue and put, put it in here. Put this in here. So he's like, always oh, like, Oh, uh, why did I have to wear my good shoes? It's like, you didn't, you were going on vacation. You didn't wear your good shoes. Why, why did you write this dialogue? Right. Of course he wouldn't have worn his good shoes in his new suit, but it's funnier if it rains on his new suit. So yeah. he has to mention three times that he's in a new, they just do this throughout the movie. There's all this very campy tropey dialogue where he has to call out a joke that, uh, uh, that's happening currently or that's going to happen. Right. Like we won't get it. We won't understand. So the whole thing feels like, like schlocky, a, like schlocking, like yeah. a, like a, like a B minus standup routine at a pizza hut. It feels like a made for TV movie. It really does. Right? Yeah. The dialogue is of made for TV yes. movie quality and the yes. production, but the production is much higher than that, but yeah. everything around it, like how clean and shiny all the characters are how just the perfect lighting of everything, like the very stage studio lighting of it all. And again, like you said, the dialogue, which is just so not authentic in yeah. any way. No, no one's dialogue is authentic. It's like when you go to a classic book fair and you see a book that says like 101 funny jokes and you're like, well, I know these are going to suck, but I'm still going to pick it up and just see. Just and you see. read through them. And you're like, right, these are not funny right. at all. None of these are, are funny. And so it all feels very subpar. Like I, I don't want a dog on Disney plus, but if this was an original release for Disney plus, I'd feel like for the most part, yeah, I could expect that. I could yeah. expect a, uh, an original release on Disney Plus to feel this way, notwithstanding obviously what Marvel's done and the stuff sure. that Disney's trying to end up doing. But again, sort of like a low budget. Well, we need to have a filler here, like Florian Ulysses, which was released on Disney Plus, a very sweet family movie. Yeah, has that same type of feel, right? Yeah. Uh, there's Art- something Artemis good about Fowl. that. Artemis Fowl there's something felt that not way. horrible about that feeling where you realize, okay, this is kind of a stage play done in a cinematic universe where the dialogue is a little forced and a little camp right. and they're just moving through beats. And I can kind of enjoy that. It's kind of like, it feels disposable. It feels, yeah, it feels like- disposable, but it's somewhat entertaining. I think that's okay. If you stick with it, this movie 
does not stick with it I for think me. It doesn't stick with it, and Maybe. and it's coming on the heels of Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl, which Curse of the Black Pearl, which is a stellar film. Yeah, like it is such a good movie that has, and it, it, it it's such a good movie without any connection whatsoever to the theme park attraction. Right, and so it's so it it almost like. I don't know. Could this movie have ever been good? And that's one of the questions I have for you because this is not a good movie. Right. But could a haunted mansion movie that is true to the haunted mansion one ever be done by Disney and two, could you ever really even do that? And you almost have to do a new Orleans movie or something because right. pirates is a, is a sort of a time period. It's an aesthetic, it's a design, it's, it's, it's a culture. So it's, it's easy to abstract it. The haunted mansion's a house. And so it's like, right. So how, it has to take place. Yeah. There. How far can you really, how far can you really push that out when the, the plot really does need to revolve around a house? And so I right. think, I think it's hard. I don't think it's impossible. And I don't think this movie was terribly far away in terms of just an entertainment value, not pirates, but about a family that goes there, uncovers some kind of curse, has to go through some things to get through that. I mean, I, th- I think it, it, it could have been fine for me. This movie went off the rails uh, when they sort of, the way they found out about the, everything's just, this is not a movie with a plot. This is a movie where they, they just move through information. Information is the plot. You need yeah. a key. Go, well, go now, get you key. Have, now you have, now you have the key. Now you're going to need to go to this other place. And then so you go the, unlock, use the key to unlock this yeah, thing. So there's no thing plot. Is, there's right. no theme. There's no character development. It's just the plot is information that's revealed to you throughout the whole movie. There's no character growth from Eddie Murphy either. Yeah, he's no, just, he's just a conveyance in order to get from one scene to another. They shoehorn in like a little bit with the kid and the spider thing. But other than that, really the information is the character and it is the plot and that's how you move through it and then at the end it goes from sort of like a campy kind of dorky movie about the haunted mansion that's plot you know it's possibly entertaining and be fine if they just kept that campiness through the whole thing but then it gets real dark and real like scary as heck yeah and then it gets really like demony and helly and i think they open up a gate to hell and heaven at the end of it totally totally it's all over the place because when this movie starts actually the introduction for this movie which is, you know, a gothic ballroom and it's sort of a yes. love story between Master Gracie and Eliz- and his his love Elizabeth and Elizabeth dies and then he's so consumed with grief that he hangs himself. Like that story, that gothic story, romance story is actually really good. Like it feels like pirates in that like mm-hmm. it takes you, it tells a story that is really compelling and gripping. And then it moves from that gothic setting to modern day when it's just like the Eddie Murphy show where it's just this campy schlocky. Nothing is scary. Nothing is scary for the first, you know, first hour of this Mm -hmm. movie, hour and 20 minutes of this movie. It's very safe. It's all very safe and family friendly. Again, I would say it's very, it's very approachable for anybody at this point to watch this movie. And then they go into the mausoleum. Yeah. And then suddenly they're and I had even written like, there's nothing scary about this movie. Like, a haunted mansion movie that has literally nothing scary in it. And then suddenly it becomes very frightening yeah. for young audiences yeah. because there Tom are skeletons. Cruise mummy like scary yeah, right like, away. There are zombies that are chasing after them. And, and that is legitimately tension filled, but the whole movie leading up to that doesn't support that very frightening part. Yeah. And the spiders and everything like that, there's all this, like, again, as a kid, I could see being scared or being on the edge of my seat in that scene itself. Sure, yeah. So it's just like, it feels like they just flipped a script and they're like, we have this really scary scene. We're going to do it now. Yeah, we have to do the scary scene. And like, I mean, you don't actually need to go through any of the steps. If you like, there's a 
chest in the in the attic that's like pretty much glowing and it's like obvious that's the <laughs> right, chest you yeah. need to open and you can just open that with probably some hand tools and be done with this movie but and, and even that like the what what's in that chest is the letter that says that elizabeth didn't she didn't commit suicide yeah that she was killed right yeah. and then he provides that letter to any ghost plot that's crazy. resolved by reading is not, oh <laughs> not I mean, going to be thing. good. It's just like, it's so... And then it, it gets real, it gets, yeah, then hell opens up and heaven and opens, hell up. opens up. Yeah, like it's very but, odd. But the other thing is like, the way this movie is resolved is the, the, the bad guy is not Master Gracie. You think Master Gracie is the bad guy just because of the way that they sort of shoot his creepy leering looks. Sure, and he's and trying that, to marry Eddie he's Murphy's to, wife, which is to, odd. <laughs> it is odd. But then it turns out that uh, Terrence Stamp, uh, who is... Ramsley plays yeah, Ramsley kind of crushes more he's, importantly was general Zod in Superman two, Oh yeah. Yeah. And was cha- chancellor Valorum in uh, the prequels. Uh-huh. So he, that he's actually the bad guy and I don't understand why he's the bad guy. He just wants to get his master married again. Yeah. He just doesn't want to marry the wrong, wrong person. And then once that's revealed that he's the bad guy, somehow the gates of hell open up yeah. and then swallow him and take him into hell but none of the characters around him have done anything in order for that to happen. So he yeah. just sort of dies. That's he just like. sort of gets defeated by, by dragon fire. <laughs> yeah, but that Ooh. dragon fire isn't, it's not like, again, it's just so, that's such a weirdly written movie. It's not like Eddie Murphy had to flip a switch or do a thing or, or, or unlocked something, unlock something or put something in something else that caused this to happen. So he could defeat the bad guy and yeah. rescue his wife. He just shows up and, and says like, Hey, you're mi- Hey, Master Gracie, you're misunderstood. And then he goes, I am? Yeah. I guess I'm misunderstood. And then the bad guy just detonates, yeah. just blows himself up. I think it's up. like the lifting of the curse by by revealing the truth or something, opens it up, and then all the ghosts go to heaven. And so like everybody leaves the man- mansion, which is, I think, kind of like not within keeping. The only reason why the singing bus exists, that whole scene where Eddie Murphy hears the singing bus and then goes to talk to them about where the key is oh, in the mausoleum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole reason why that scene exists is just so they can sing, yeah. they can cram shoehorn grim grinning ghosts in there. And it's, and it's not even all the bus. That's the other thing. Yeah. It's just like, it's a four part barbershop that is not even the bus from the haunted mansion. I will tell you, I, I did like the way they handled that animation. I liked that it felt stop motion and stuttery on those bus. What'd you think about them just singing the responses to everything? It's kind of funny. Like for that point, it made sense in the movie. Like, it's like, yeah, I get it. It, it felt uh, very labyrinthine to me. Like, it this, did feel labyrinthine. This is like That's a puzzle true. part on this journey. Now, on- see, wouldn't that be good? That's another example. Like what if it was a, having to solve puzzles yeah. along the way. I in think order that's to, another way to do it. That I think you, it's a can't, great you can't make that as serious as you could something else because inherently solving puzzles is a, a younger metric. I think for, I guess they do it in older movies. But. I was going to say, but labyrinth is a really good example yeah. of a, if they would have kept it at that level of seriousness, the labyrinth level, somebody went tight pants singing up in an MC Escher room at the end of it. Oh man, great. the tightest pants. Yeah. Yeah. Titus's pants or the tightest pants you could ever the wear. The tightest pants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Labyrinth, I think, is a really good example. Labyrinth is an example of an unsettling movie for kids that's a little, like, anxiety-producing, a little scary, but uh, still has light, fanciful things in it. Like, man, if they took the Labyrinth playbook and put it in the Haunted Mansion, yeah. that's a great family movie yeah. right there. That's yeah, what they should have done. That's what they should have done. Reason. That's the Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. The things I didn't, the things I liked about it is I thought that, you know, the story of the Haunted Mansion, the curse and all that, it's reasonably entertaining if they would have handled it differently. Uh, and so I think that's good. Things I didn't like are everything else, the dialogue, I, the 
plot, the character development, the acting, the jokes, the, the pseudo seriousness of it all. I think the biggest travesty is that there are certain elements of this movie that are potential story points for a better movie. Yeah. Haunted Mansion prequel. I'd never thought about that before. That's interesting. Forget. Great. Yeah. Forget trying to do the Haunted Mansion. Now do the Haunted Mansion before that, do that, do that. I think you, cause then you can get into new Orleans and, and all that stuff and get outside the mansion and get into towns and things around it. And right. I think, I think that might be the answer to unlocking the Haunted Mansion movie mystery. I'm going to give Haunted Mansion a four out of 10. I think you can get through it. Uh, when, yeah. they, when they get to the when they get to the mausoleum, that's when you tell your kids to take a hike. It gets go le- brush your teeth. It looks legitimately, you know, gruesome at that point in time. Yeah, it is gruesome. from like a skeletony zombie kind and of. I way. think like up into the like again the the end point when you know there's a fire dragon, fire demon that's pulling people down to hell and yeah. Thanks for listening to uh, <laughs> our Dueling Mansions review, where I think Haunted Mansion uh, Muppets Muppets Haunted Mansion probably took it because I think we both loved it. Ah, it's great. I mean, great listen, time. Murphy Mansion doesn't hold a candle to Muppets Mansion. Yeah, hands down. I mean, I guess if you wanted to get a feeling for what I was going to say, '90s movies. This thing was made in 2003. Oh, oh, also. You want to know the scariest thing about the Murphy Haunted Mansion? When that girl goes in the water in the mausoleum. That's sick. You know that water. She opens her eyes up. Yeah, you know that water's got every kind of bacteria. It's got typhoid in it's it. It's got it's dead not, people in it. Yeah, I, that was, the, to me, from being a clean freak that I am, that was the scariest part of that movie. Oh, yeah. I was like, why'd you make your daughter go in that? You let her stand up here. You go get in How's that. How's she gross. supposed to see in there anyways? It's disgusting. You're in a mausoleum, in water, in a mausoleum, looking for a key that sunk to the bottom? Yeah, it's You're never going to find that thing. Yeah. But that's not the scariest thing. Okay, well, scariest thing is that the guy who directed this movie yeah. was the guy who directed The Lion King. Huh. Like, possibly the best Disney movie of all time. Yeah. And he directed this one. He didn't write the script, though. Well, listen, that was episode hey, 79. Was episode 79, yeah. I think I keep saying 78, but it is 79. It's 79. Which feels like a haunted number, kind of. It's possibly the scariest number. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always been scared by 79. Yeah. Yeah. And this has been Cobwebs and Phantoms. Cobwebs and Phantoms. Is that right? That's right. We mm-hmm. release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, every Google Podcasts. Every single week. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. Yeah. You should, uh, what, the, what What should our, our listeners do, Aaron? I think first thing you want to do is follow us uh, on yes. Instagram. Uh, well. Well, I mean, after you leave a five-star review, that's yeah. the, definitely the first thing you want to do. And probably even before that, we would love it if you followed us on Apple Podcasts. You could just hit that follow button, right. and that would be really good, yeah. and hit the bell if you see a bell. I don't think there's one on the Apple Podcasting app, but if you see a bell today, definitely hit that. Hit that wherever you see a wherever bell. Wherever you see it. Follow us, then follow us on Instagram. That's step two. No, step two is leave a review. Leave a review. First follow us, then leave a five-star review. Right. Then they can follow us on Instagram. Yeah, I think that's a perfect time yeah, to follow us. Follow us on, on Instagram. Instagram. We get into, you know, basically on on Tuesdays you wanna you wanna keep an eye out for Bob's Leds of Banthas yeah, we might we stream be, sometimes. Yeah, we might be on making there, an appearance on your uh, on your feed there. After that, if you wanted to talk a little more a little more privately with us, you could DM us uh or you could email us. You could do that. Podcast at Bob's and Banthas, right. which would be great. You could DM us too if you wanted to do that. On Instagram, right. Sure. But if you want to get a real, real private DM, you could uh, go over to patreon.com slash bobsleds and banthas. Leave us uh, a DM get, there. Leave us a DM there and get all that sweet behind the scenes, behind oh the banthas. Gosh. You don't want to stand behind a bantha, but you definitely want to get behind the banthas. If you want to know what Aaron and I sound like when we're not podcasting, you get it over on that Patreon. You hear what our thoughts are on all sorts of things. All sorts of things. If you, think, if you think we go on tangents here, boy, howdy. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, we take we the, go on tangents. Take elsewhere. the reins off there. Then the last thing I think I'd like you to do, if you feel like you know, in this, in if this, you feel like it, in this holiday season and season winter of- season, if you need some new threads, you could wear wear us by going to what's the name of the place? Tpublic.com. Tpublic.com. Tpublic.com, where you can wear, you can get <laughs> yourself bobsleds and banthas. I don't think that's the the address, but that's really okay. that doesn't work. I don't think it is. Okay, but we'll you can just to, search it up in the search bar. Yeah, you yeah, go to yeah. Tpublic.com. You serve bobsleds and banthas, or just bobsleds and banthas. Yeah. And you're going to get all sorts of t shirts from us. Yeah, there you go. And that's where you can go and support us there. And we'd love to see you wearing some merch from us. Yeah, if I if I do see you wearing the merch in the park, then you get a free Dole Whip with me. Free Dole Whip. Yep. That's right. And I think that's it. Yeah. I hope you've had a great week, everybody. Uh, I I think they have. And uh, now do the actual intro part, or else I won't feel com- I won't feel completed. Oh I no, need- we're done. No, I need to have it end the right way, or else I'll feel unsettled till next Tuesday. Well, until next week, he's been Aaron. <sighs> I didn't have anything prepared, and I've been Scott. <laughs> and, and I hope you have a spooky week. A spooky Come week. We'll spooky see you next week. time. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Yay! Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland. Synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.